The Culture Pop Podcast is brought to you by the Law Offices of Jacob Imrani. Accident or injury, call Jacob Imrani, call Jacob. Hey, it's Mace. If you or a friend or loved one is injured in an accident, the first person you should call is my friend Jacob. When I did this, Jacob was great. He helped me by talking through the next steps, which really put my mind at ease. When you're injured in an accident, you got to have an expert. That's why you call Jacob, just like I did. Call Jacob, 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. Or visit calljacob.com. Call Jacob. Hey everybody, welcome to the Culture Pop Podcast. I'm Steve Mason along with Sue Kalinsky. Today, it's just us. We're going to make a show right now, Sue. Yeah, it's like, uh, sounds like we're making a baby. We're making yeah, a show. Well, yeah, we're making a show. Exactly. Okay. I was thinking about this last week. You know, I get to put on a show. When I was a little kid, I liked to put on a show, right? That was like a thing you do as a little kid. And I'm like, oh, yeah. now I get to do it on culture pop and i get to do it on espn i get to put on a show all the time so yeah things really worked out pretty well for me so uh sue it's sue's news this mm-hmm. is where we uh you bring up stories mm-hmm. uh, we used to do this at 1027 wnew in new york city uh many years ago and it was the most popular feature on the show i don't know if you remember that sue but people love sue's news well, I'm I'm flattered by that because I love doing it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I, I apologize. My hair doesn't look very good today. You know, you probably have the greatest hair Thank you. of anyone Thank you. that I know. Thank you. <laughs> so and you hide it with a hat all the time. I so always I, wear I'm more I, comfortable I, in a baseball hat. So do you not love your hair? I think you need to love your hair. Well, you know, when I went to the Lakers game last week, I was there where when LeBron broke the record. Mm-hmm. wore a suit and did not wear a hat and everybody mm-hmm. was like you're a completely different person mm-hmm. I'm like yeah i just I, this is casual mace right i mean ball cap hoodie like that's how i roll if i need to dress up i will but and i if i need to take my hat off we had dinner with the big boss last week the guy who owns half the radio station craig and i didn't wear a hat to that one and again comments about the hair so i know it's great hair i just well, you got to read the room when it comes to wearing a I hat. I guess I, I do. Think. I guess I do. But one of these days, I I would love for you to wear a suit and no hat on the podcast. Oh, that would be thrilling for those that listen. I'll do <laughs> well, it for I'll, me. When it's we for have me. a oh, for you, I was going to think when we have a big guest. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, when we have a big guest, I'll uh, I'll wear a suit and I will not wear a ball cap. Okay. So what do you got you wear- cooking today in the uh, in the old Sue's news? Well, um. There's very, very big news, and it's a little confusing. Okay. Um, what's going on with Yellowstone and Kevin Costner? Because I read that he is leaving the show. Yes. Then I read that they think that they could maybe work it out. So the situation is, is that he wants a shortened shooting schedule right. for the second half okay. of this, of the, of the next episode. And because it's such a big production, he wants to shoot like a week or something. And they're like, this is ridiculous. We can't do that. Netflix seems to think they're going to work it out. So well, in the Netflix meantime, has nothing to do with this one. Not Netflix. I'm sorry. Paramount. Paramount, Paramount Plus. Yeah. Paramount Plus said that they're going to work it out. Yep. So yes, Netflix, you're not, you know, you're not the boss of everyone. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. You were maybe the original, but you know, 
Take so a here's, back, sexy. I, I think there's another part of this Yellowstone story that I've been reading about. So Yellowstone is produced by Paramount and MTV, but its original deal was at Netflix. Everybody at Paramount passed on it and they didn't have a Paramount streaming service at that point. So it's on Netflix. They have the rights to Yellowstone. So my understanding is they want to drop Kevin Costner or Kevin Costner is going to leave. They're going to rename the show a little bit like Yellowstone. You know, they, he puts years on everything, 1978 or whatever the hell year he's going to use. And it's going to air on Paramount. So Paramount will own exclusively the Yellowstone universe. Now, does that jive with anything that you were reading about it? Um, I didn't hear about that, but I've heard that the replacement they've been talking about is Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Yeah. But then I also heard that they were thinking about Josh Lucas because Josh Lucas played the Costner character as a younger man ah. in, I don't know whether it was flashbacks or whatever. Yep. So, um, but apparently a lot of people are very upset about the idea of Matthew McConaughey taking over his role. And I kind of don't get it because I think he would be fine. I think he's perfect. Yeah. I mean, if you were going to go Yellowstone, the next generation, why not a cool guy from Texas who's like, you know, got an Academy Award and multiple nominees? Why would you not want to go with him? Right. Who can totally, totally swing a cowboy hat. Yeah, no question. No <laughs> question. So, yeah, that's my understanding, though, the behind the scenes business aspect of it, that I wouldn't be surprised if Costner's gone. And the new version of Yellowstone with Matthew McConaughey or Josh Lucas is on Paramount Plus. Right. You know, people get really bent out of shape a lot of times when, uh, you know, something is being recast or, you know, or even when someone is, is being cast in something and they're like, oh, God, they're so they're so not right for it, you know. But in a situation like this, I, I think that um, either actor would be great. Agreed. Okay. Um. So have you been following the cocaine bear story? I, I know the cocaine bear story okay. uh, because I don't know if you know this, but O'Shea Jackson Jr., yes. our friend, yes. is one of the stars. I know. I know. So um, I read that Elizabeth Banks, who produced it and yep. directed it, there was a story, uh, I guess, last week about police in Australia discovered more than three tons of cocaine floating in the Pacific Ocean as part of a drug smuggling theme. Okay, I got the pitch so, right now. I got the pitch. So, well, okay. Okay, cocaine shark. Cocaine shark. Cocaine shark is like a natural, isn't it? Well, that's what they're talking about. Oh, is that what they're actually doing? Yes. And oh, she I said, when she, heard, when she heard the story, she's like, come on, I'm totally on board doing it. She said, it's Jaws with cocaine. Come that's on. beautiful. That's a that's a great idea. What about uh, cocaine mermaid? Cocaine mermaid. Just thinking out loud. Just sure. spitballing here. Cocaine mermaid. Well, it's 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 like it's a whole underwater cocaine situation. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> cocaine, um, cocaine seahorse. You've got that's that's a good one. <laughs> cocaine octopus. Yeah, that works. Squid, giant squid, giant squid. So any number of sea creatures will yes. work. I still think shark is the best one, but you know, you just spitballing. Maybe there's people who are listening right now. Pick up an idea or two. Yeah, yeah. You know that there's going to be another bear movie this month. I think it opens next week. It's called Winnie the Pooh 
blood and honey. And it is, what happened is Winnie the Pooh is now in the public domain. Mm -hmm. So somebody has made a horror film where Winnie the Pooh and Piglet go on a murderous rampage and among other things, eat Eeyore. It's like, do you, is, do you believe me? It's too weird to make up. It is too weird to make up. So is that, is that really true? It is true. It's a hundred percent true. Winnie the Pooh, independent film. Uh, and it is uh, Christopher Robin meets a group of anthropomorph- anthropomorphic beings, Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, etc. cetera. Uh, Pooh, Piglet, Rabbit all get eaten uh, by uh, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, it, there's something sacred about Winnie the Pooh and to make it this like horrific, like, like murderous blood, you know, blood, you know, curdling. It's a slasher uh, movie. Yeah. It's a slasher movie with Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's like, it's like, it's, it's like Minnie and Minnie and Mickey Mouse, you know, like, you know, going off on some like murder spree. You know, like, well, it's funny. It's in the public domain. So there are a number of Winnie the Pooh concept movies out there that they're working on. This just happens to be the one that came up first. But now that it's in the public domain, Winnie could be up to anything. Right. Well, you think of all the kids that, you know, I mean, I don't know. Do kids read Winnie the Pooh? I mean, is that still a popular book? Well, Sue, you know, you know my experience with kids. Uh, I have no idea. I have, I have no, no I'm just wondering if, if, if kids are still reading it and then they come up with this kind of horror sla- concept. Yeah. Horror movie, you know, with, with the, you know, with kids reading, you know, this sweet little bear. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's crazy, but if they really run out of things to do, then to kind of try to reinvent something with like a childhood, you know, like like a, a lovely story, you know? Yeah, well, you know what? There's only a few... I mean, the slasher movie is always the same, right? It's... I mean, I'm sure Eeyore is going to get it through the head or whatever the hell they're doing. <laughs> um, and... But, I mean, every slasher movie follows the same arc. It's just that the slasher is different in each one. So it's Mike Myers or it's Michael Myers or it's uh, Jason. Now it's Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. I just think it's, it's like, I think it's very funny. Oh, it's funny, but I just kind of think, can't you leave those characters alone? Right. You know, it's, it's like, till um, the Grinch goes on a murder, murderous (laughs) rampage. Well, the Grinch, you can, you can, you can kind of, you know, you can understand because he's right. No, he's uh, of all he's an, kid an angry guy who's got a lot of issues. He's the most likely to to go on a murder. Right. I mean, he right. stole Christmas. I mean, it, you know, exactly. He's, I mean, he's ruthless. What else can you exactly. <laughs> all righty. Um, now, I don't know if this is true, but okay. did you read that Martha Stewart got a tattoo of Snoop Dogg? No, really? Yes. They said that she got like um, it was in an, it was on a, it, an Instagram photo where she she's eighty one yeah and they showed a freshly inked uh, tat of Snoop Dogg and with the words underneath said my dog in like cursive writing wow so I haven't seen I haven't seen any pictures of it right and 
you know, you, you go on the internet and people are saying, I don't know if it's true. Um, but some people say it is true. Now their relationship is so ridiculously funny. Oh, it um, is. And I mean, they really are like best friends. So yeah, I mean, I saw them at the Super Bowl and they obviously have a, a connection and they're both doing Skechers ads. Did you see that? Yes, during the Super Bowl? I, yes, I did. I did. Martha Stewart wears Skechers. Now, um, do you, do you think she's ever smoked pot with him? Oh yeah. Come on. Do you really think you can hang out with Snoop Dogg and not smoke pot? Well, you would just get a contact high just because it's on him. Well, he travels with a cloud of it over his head. I mean, (laughs) he's the guy who, right before the Super Bowl performance, apparently uh, took a a big puff off a a fat joint before he went out and did the Super Bowl show last year. Well, no, I'm not talking about a contact high. I mean, do you think that she actually... Yeah, I do. ...willingly smoke weed with him? Yes, I think she does. Wow. That's part of, I mean, that is who Snoop is. Right. It's sort of so, like if, so if, if you hang out with Snoop, you kind of have to smoke weed with him. I think so. I mean, if I would imagine if you hang out with Bill Maher, you have to smoke pot. Right. Or if you hang out with Woody Harrelson, you have to smoke pot because that's just their thing. And right. I wouldn't doubt it. I think Martha Stewart actually has a really good sense of humor. It would not surprise me if she got the tattoo. Uh, it would not surprise me if she was getting stoned with Snoop from time to time. I don't <laughs> think she's, I don't think she's a chronic stoner, but I would imagine she has fun once in a while. That's she my was analysis. Pri- she was in thing. prison. Come on. Well, she was in, you know, fake stock prison. trading prison, <laughs> which is like a, v- probably a very nice country club. Right. Well, it's probably pretty easy to get weed. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So this is crazy story. Mm-hmm. This guy, have you ever heard of the term um, being friend zoned? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If somebody, okay. if you're not into somebody, but you still like them, they're in right. the friend zone. Okay. All right. So I never heard of it. So some guy in Singapore mm-hmm. is suing a woman for $2.3 million because of the trauma he says she caused when she friend zoned <laughs> so apparently um this is this is the second time he's had a lawsuit with her okay <laughs> okay so the first time it was $17,000 okay yeah and he said that uh, the woman had breached an offer she made that included offering room for him to share inspiration struggle and achievements um meeting up based on mutual availability beyond just coffee settings okay so over uh it doesn't say how long they were kind of recording or friends yeah but sometime during their relationship she had a change of heart Mm -hmm. and um hey dude she's just not that into you I know, but what what is wrong with people that they they come up with this like cockamamie lawsuit, two point three million dollars because someone is not interested? Now I will say this on this show because I can uh, that I have. I'll just say a friend of mine is dating around right now, and he's got multiple. It's a gay guy. He's got multiple guys going on at the same time where mm-hmm. he's he's like he's chatting with this one and he's chatting with that one and this one he really likes and this one um he's going to put into the friend zone. So it's a really common thing the idea of all right, you know, you're really nice, I really like you, but I'm we're in the friend zone now. 
there's nothing else happening here. Um, so I, yeah, the idea of suing over it is ridiculous because there would be an awful lot of lawsuits out there because people get shoved into the friend zone all the time. Like every, every day. It's, it's, it's called, like, it's called, it's called dating. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, I'd never heard of the whole friend zone thing. So, um, so my I just generation, thought, Sue, yeah, younger generation, <laughs> younger generation. <laughs> yeah. It's you're, us Gen Z people it's, talking it's, about it's the friend zone. It's a very fine line, your generation <laughs> and mine. <laughs> very um, close. So have you read about, um, AMC wants to do this new pricing structure? Oh my God. This is terrible. Based on seating. Uh, you know, it's like, it's, 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 it's bad enough that the movie, th- that movie theaters are struggling so much yep. to get people back into the theaters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's so, so what is it like the first, I guess the first row or two are the cheapest seats. You pay and then, less. And then and the then seats in the middle you are pay the more, choice or right? the choice. And then I guess seats on the sides. You know, you pay a little less than the you middle. Pay a little less than the middle. Um, Can I just know, say? It, I mean, it, I love I love the movie theater business. I mean, I was obviously in it for a long time, and I don't know how what it's going to look like in ten years or in fifteen years or what the future of movie theaters are. But I'll tell you this much: they are pricing people out of going to the movies right now. They're they're already using AMC is using dynamic pricing like they use on Broadway. So at a certain time of day, the movie is nineteen dollars. At a, a midday, it's fourteen dollars. And then you're going to charge for seat locations on top of everything else. You're actually driving people away from the movies. Right, and then they came up with the idea that big blockbuster movies are going to cost more money than some of the independent films or or lower budgeted films. Or, you know, and, and it's like, you know, I, I've always joked with people, you know, you pay, you know, when, when movie theater uh, prices, when tickets became, you know, a lot more expensive, this was right. years ago, I would, would always joke with friends, you know, if a movie really sucks, I want some of my money back, <laughs> okay? Because, you know, you're, you're paying, like, this is when movie, I, you know, this is when it went from what, like, you know, $7 to like $12. I don't know if you were. God, when was that? What, like the when, 70s when, probably, when, right? When were, when were we, when we were in New York? Now, this was, this was when I guess Koch was mayor in New York. I remember that he did this big protest because I think it was, um, uh, it was a theater in the village that he went down to protest because they were raising, raising their prices to maybe $10 at the time, or maybe they were raising it to $8 or something right, like that. Right, right. And, uh, and that was a short-lived thing. Um, but, so- I mean, this is a real, I mean, I, one of the reasons why 80 for Brady did really well is that they went the opposite way. They discounted it for seniors. Right. Um, and that got people into the door. I mean, you can, I think you make more money. There's a big uh, study about the Pittsburgh airport where the rule is that they have a mall, uh, but the mall and the coffee shop and all those restaurants and stuff, they have to charge at a normal price. This is same as Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, where we went to the Super Bowl. The prices are really, really affordable and normal. Like a hot dog at Mercedes-Benz Stadium is 
$5. It's what it should be, right? Right. Um, and they wind up selling more hot dogs, more beers, more sodas, more peanuts, all that stuff because they've lowered the prices. And that's what I think the 80 for Brady people found was lowering the prices. They had more people in theaters uh, than they would for a, a normal movie. So I, I, again, raising the prices for prime seating, I think just sends the wrong message to people that like going to the movies. Yeah, because, you know, the movies, you know, it's always been favored nations. That's always the way it's been. Right. It's not, it's not like you're going to see a sporting event where you're, you, you know, you're going to pay more if you're sitting in, in field seats. Yes. As opposed to sitting, you know, in the mezzanine. Yep. And, and even in the theater. That's the way it's always been. And to make movie theaters in that vein now is, is, it, it's so, it's so disrespectful to people. And again, like you were saying, it's, it's every reason, not every reason not to do it to, uh, to keep people out of the theater. I mean, it's just, and especially like talk about reading the room. Look what's going on in the world now. You and know? you're raising prices. And you're raising prices. Yep. You know, and you're, and you know, and, and you, you know, you complain that, you know, people aren't going to the movies and then you do something. To make it, you know, less accessible to people. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I think it's a mistake. I think it's a mistake. I mean, I read an interview with Barry Diller this week, and I forget what publication uh, online I read it in. Uh, but he predicted the movie th- that there will be no movie theaters. He said it just there won't be any in fifteen years, and that would be sad to me mm-hmm. to not be able to go to see a movie. But I'll tell you this much. Like in my old market, Palm Springs, where I operated the 10-screen art house, that movie theater is now gone. The people we sold it to, um, the the other art house theater in town went out of business. They closed. So I think increasingly now, there are fewer and fewer theaters that are actually there to play art film. It's going to be, you know, eight screens of Ant-Man and the Wasp. And a couple of screens of 80 for Brady and then maybe one independent film. That's the way the business is working right now. So it's trending against smaller independent dramas. And those are increasingly, I think, going to wind up on streaming. And so you're you're driving away people who would normally go into to the movie theater. You know, it's so weird because you think like in our lifetime – I mean, do you ever think there there would never be movie theaters, or or the or the the idea that there wouldn't be a movie theater? Um, I mean, I I like even like drive-ins, you know, as a kid. Oh, I love the drive-ins. Drive-ins were everywhere. Yeah. Now I think there's a drive-in somewhere in Burbank, maybe. There's right? one in. Uh, I want to say there's or, one in Paramount. Okay. Yeah, there are still a couple, but there's still a couple. We went to the drive-in a lot when I was a kid. Oh, all, all the time. I remember one time we went, I went with Natalie Cowell, who I shouldn't probably say her name. Uh, she and I went to the drive-in and we took her dad's car and we ended up putting a blanket on the hood of the car and then laying there and watching the movie. And afterwards, the the hood of the car was so dented. <laughs> that we, we had to t- go to a body shop and try to get it back into place but we were laying on the hood of the car and we ended up catching holy hell for it at the end of the night oh i'm sure yeah but you know those were the days you know you you know you'd pile a bunch of people in the trunk yep. that's what we would do get out the lawn chairs <laughs> my mom and dad always get a bucket of chicken 
Mm-hmm. They always got a bucket of chicken to go th- to the uh, drive-in. The very first movie I ever saw was at a drive-in. It was, and this is my first memory, period. First thing I can ever remember. And the best I can place it, I was somewhere between two and a half and three years old. I was at the drive-in. My mom and dad had both fallen asleep. The movie was Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. And it scared the shit out of me. But I sat there and I watched the entire movie. And that's, I remember that movie so clearly. I remember the Statue of Liberty at the end. It's like my first recorded memories. But you should never make Planet of the Apes the first movie you take your kids to. It's a terrible idea. And and by the way, and don't even get me started on Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. That one is also (laughs) off the list. All right. All right. So I have one more story. And this cool. is this kind of, this kind of an interesting story. All right. I like that. Penn Badge, Badge, Bagley. Do you watch Penn, the show? Penn Badgley. 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 Do you watch the show You? No, but I, I wanted for a while. Okay. So he's kind of this creepy, McDreamy uh, character. Yes. Right? And, and he uh, traps women. Right. Traps puts women. Puts them in cages. And he, you know, he has, he has, you know, he has a, a very, very rich sex life in yes. this series. Yes. It's, so, I think the whole thing's kind of disgusting, but Juan did very, watch it for a it, while. It's very, very creepy. Yeah. But he's very, very handsome. Okay. So he was on some podcast and he requested to the producer of the show, I guess the executive producer of the show, um, that he, that, that he wanted zero sex scenes from now on. Oh, really? Because he wants to remain loyal to his wife. Oh, interesting. Huh. I mean, it is acting. It is, but you're still making out. You're still fondling. You're still yeah, but I mean, humping. You've got, you've you're got still those... naked. You're naked in a bed with a with another but person. But you've got like all this kind of stuff between you and her. There's a sex coordinator or something now who comes in and makes sure it's it's not too far, I guess. Um, I mean, it's... It, why? would you, if, if you were making movies, would Tom have a problem with you having a love scene? I think so. <laughs> you do, even as an actress. I, I don't think that it would sit well with him. And, you know, on the flip side, like, I wonder sometimes how more people don't have affairs. And maybe they are, and I just don't know about it. But I, I see some sex scenes, and I see the chemistry with people. Yep. And I, I just can't believe that they're not having sex outside of the scenes. I, I think you're insane. I don't think I'm insane at all. I think you're all. In, actually. Because it's, it's 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 happened. I mean, you know. Oh, it at, has happened, but I don't right. think it goes on all the time. I don't think it goes on all the time. I'm not saying you know all the time, but um, you know, you look at uh, you know Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Well, I that's mean, the that's the the rule, right? I mean, it's it comes down to that. It comes down to that, and then the parallel to that was Eddie Fisher, Liz Taylor, and Richard Burton, right? Mm-hmm. Richard Burton stole away Liz Taylor the same way Angelina Jolie stole away Brad Pitt. Right. So the ones that were left, Eddie Fisher and Jennifer Aniston, became really sympathetic figures because they publicly, it it all 
played out, you know, on the tabloids and all that stuff. But I, I still think most people are professional actors and can handle a love scene without extending it to, you know, their trailer. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just saying personally, um, if I had to watch my husband repeatedly have sex with women, um, it's pretend sex. It's, it's acting. No, I, I know, but I, um, I, I, I think it, it would, I think it would be hard for me. I really well, do. Whatever Penn Badgley and his wife have got worked out between them. Good, good for them. It's a personal choice. I, you know, maybe she's, I, I'm just going to project now. Maybe she's insecure. Uh, and, and exactly like you would be not wanting to see it. Yeah. Well, look, I, I have no idea whether she's insecure or it's a decision that he made with her. Yes. Because he felt a certain way about it. Maybe he felt uncomfortable. I don't know. That wasn't, you know, I, that wasn't in, in, in the article. It, like it didn't, I, I don't know when, you know, why he came up exactly. with this decision. Exactly. But, um, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting also, yeah, story. Yeah. Also, beca- also because the nature of the show is very sex centric. Oh, know? yeah. That's the whole. I mean, I haven't watched it, but it sounds to me like Fifty Shades of Grey kind of stuff. Yes. Um, yes. That that kind of thing. Again, without watching the show. But uh, whatever works for Mr. and Mrs. Badgley, I say go for it. You be right. you. But I guess, you know, it's like if you were playing a, a murderous character and then you decided, you know what? I just don't think that I can, like, I could play act stabbing somebody anymore. I just can't do it. I can't do that to my wife. <laughs> to have her watch me do it. To, to watch me murder somebody. Yes. You know, every episode, I slay someone. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, look, it, obviously, they're making it work for him. So yeah. they, they must be changing his character to to a certain extent. Um, which is, you know, okay. Well, yeah, it's okay. You know, it's okay. They, for, uh, they, for fans you know, of you, you may not like it or you may. Right. Yeah. Right. So, All right. Hey, that was a good Sue's news. All right. A lot of stuff there. A lot of stuff. Um, I want to remind everybody that we always have great guests here and some great ones coming up. Uh, stay tuned for that, especially with award season. And we're getting towards the Oscars and the Independent Spirit Awards and there's really good stuff coming up so make sure you stick with us don't forget you can subscribe to the Culture Pop Podcast on Apple Spotify and at SteveMason.com do us a favor take a minute leave us a rating and a review we appreciate that Sue great seeing you and we will see everybody next time on the Culture Pop Podcast Culture Pop